Do you have no idea how much I love the Tuesday show? Because A, it's in studio. Let's go. B, I get to see TJ, Josh, and the entire crew. And D, in a lot of ways, wait, did I skip a letter there? Anyway, thirdly, fourthly, whatever. You kind of, regardless of what had happened the week before, it's a day where you don't necessarily completely move on, but you start diving into some other topics and we get a few guests. I know Lindsey Gray Walton is on with us on Tuesday, so I look forward to that. And it's just, it's a fun day. It's a fun day for me to see the beaming face of one Josh Helmer. Good morning, Josh. How are you? Happy Tuesday to you. Good morning. I am. Um, I'm a little bit heartbroken this morning, dude. I was fully invested last night. We we started a documentary on Netflix, and I quickly realized that I can give up the TV and still have quality time with the wife while watching the game on my phone with an AirPod in that she can't see. Very sneaky, Josh Helmer. Some would say you never want to deceive your loved ones, and I would agree. But while we were watching this documentary, <laughs> Which, unfortunately, now, I have no idea what's going on with this documentary, and we're three episodes into a six-episode, or two episodes into a six-episode series, so I may have to go back and sneakily watch today. <laughs> or at least listen. Does Netflix have podcasts? But I was, I was all in on the game last night. I know that, that low-scoring games for some people are just the worst. And with the way things are going in the NFL, 23-16 is... I don't know, relatively high scoring based on what we saw but uh, this last weekend. But it was a what was it heading into the fourth quarter? They like felt like it was nine to six heading into the fourth quarter of that game last night. Um but I was all in and I'd started at least three different times during that game to tweet about how good Sterling Shepard looked and how maybe sometimes when we talk about some of the greats in Oklahoma Sooner receiving history, we lose sight of Shep. You know, Shep battled some injuries whenever he was in Norman his final season. I think he had a groin issue that he was trying to fight and scratch and claw back from. And always a great dude, man. I, you know, that was still, I guess, what was, what was Shep's stint in, in, in Norman? I was still relatively early in me being the sideline guy. And he always, he was always really, really good to talk to. Always really cool. Yeah, 2012, his freshman year. And I'll never forget being in the locker room after what unfortunately ended up being his last game in, what was that, 15? Yeah, 15. And some random dude was trying to do an interview while also taping him with his phone, and he asked a terrible question. And Shep literally looked at the guy and goes, yeah, no. And then just turned right to me. And we <laughs> we were the only two guys. And this guy's like, you feel like, uh, you know, from blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And Shep looks at him and goes, no. And then he just turned right to me and kind of nodded <laughs> his head. And we went back and forth. But I was I was trying to put – and then, of course, CeeDee Lamb makes the one-handed catch. Yeah, it was 13-13 heading into the fourth quarter. It was 6-6 midway through the third quarter. But, you know, you have OU receivers that are balling last night. Now, I know Shep didn't have what ended up being a big statistical game for the Giants last night, but it just it seemed as if he was in the middle of everything. And 
then that, oh gosh, literally one of the last offensive plays of the game for the Giants, that non-contact injury. And, you know, ESPN, they didn't show it like who it was right away, but they you could see CeeDee Lamb standing there and he's out on the field and he's got a towel over his head and you're like, oh no, you know, did Shep take a shot? Was there, you know, it was well away from the play. And then they show the replay, non-contact, turf injury, and you're just, you're heartbroken because, again, this is a dude that's been in the league for a minute and probably, you know, he's he's going to rehab. It looks like it's pretty severe. He's battled some injuries. You don't want to say that it's it's ball game for him, but you start to worry a little bit about what his long-term future might be. I'll tell you what, he looked great whenever he was rolling. seemed like he was starting to get into the groove of things last night, but literally just it makes you sick when you see an injury like that for a uh, for a dude that is just so popular. I mean, how often do you see a guy, Josh, that when he goes on the cart, both teams, every just about every single guy, is out there to check on him and say, "Hey, we, you know, thinking of you. We got you. You're gonna be, you know, we're gonna be thinking, praying for you. What, whatever might be the way in which they're reaching out to help him out." So, I know it's not necessarily OU Kansas State related, and Dallas ended up winning the game. And I guess Jerry Jones is getting his wish. He might have a bit of a quarterback battle. Saying that somewhat tongue in cheek, but that was that was really hard to watch, man. And you just hate – I mean, literally, he's running her out. And he's even slowing up. It's not like a sudden stop. It's not a cut. Josh, he's, he looks like me whenever I get a calf cramp, whenever I'm just walking. Got one of those driving the other day. Ah! Oh, gosh! My calf! I mean, literally, that's what unfortunately happened to Shep. And there's no updates as – well, I haven't refreshed Twitter since I stepped in here. But – I gotta tell you something. It's it's not looking good, man. It looks like it's something that could end up costing him his season, and you hate to see that for a guy that really seemed to be kind of coming into a bit of his own after an, an injury plagued twenty twenty one campaign. But yeah, I was tough to watch. Seven, I hated that seven games that he played in last season. By the way, yeah, it, it was tough, and agreed with you. I, I thought it was a Nice show of support from both teams. I mean, when you've got a division rival going out of the way like that to come over and make sure you're okay, I mean, there's obviously a ton of respect for Sterling Shepard both ways, um, as there should be. But, uh, gosh, you you just hate that because he's been so snake-bitten by injuries. Yeah. I mean, literally, it seemed uh, – seemed. oh, did – okay, so according to this from the 972, oh, my gosh – um, torn Achilles. Yeah, I mean, it, when you come up that lame on a non-contact, you you assume that it's it's something bad. Mm. Good lord, that's terrible. I hate to hear that. So challenging, challenging night. Torn Achilles. You know that might be for a guy that is is Shep almost forty now. Yeah, he's 20, 40, 30. <laughs> he rolled around there at 40. Is Shep almost uh, 30 now? Yeah, he's 29. I hesitated 29. because I thought that there was Wait, maybe what? like a joke in there somewhere. I'm sorry. I, I tried to advance everyone by decade to make me feel a little bit younger. 
But yeah, he's he's turning thirty, and listen, the guy's done well in his career, right? The the Giants, to their credit, have have taken care of him contract wise. But that's unfortunate because that probably was his last game with the Giants, right? And and that's how, you know, not only his season ends, but you know, you're looking at a guy that has a let's see, he's he was due to make. I got the. Do you go? Do you call it spot rack or spo track? Which way do you go? Spo track. See, I always did spot rack, and then the Mad Dog people are like, "What? What are you crazy?" So he was uh, due to make about what does that say? Two point five this year, two point five mil, and it looks like that he would be an unrestricted free agent in twenty four, but I don't think that contract is guaranteed in twenty three. So if he can get healthy and he can get back, then you know maybe he'll have a chance somewhere else. But the guy's done well in his career, right? I mean, he's 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 I I don't want to say his career is over, but those are tough injuries to come back from. I mean, look at look at Odell Beckham Jr. He can't find he can't get on a roster right now. He might not be healthy, but that that was heartbreaking. So torn Achilles. Thanks, dudes. Appreciate it. On the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. Okay, so 24, 40, 72 hours after cert day, uh, roundabout, probably a little less, right? You heard from Jeff Levy. You heard from Ted Roof. Today, you'll hear from Brent Venables. You also heard from him last night in Sooner Sports Talk with Brent Venables. It's it's not excuse making, and that's what I love to see and hear. You know, now we have <laughs> we have found plenty of things to point a finger at, and understandably so. But for the most part, Josh, that seventy-two hour debrief, it's it's frustrating, I think, when you lose a game because of how so many people felt that this was different. And it is. I mean, it's it's still different. But I was asked this morning, and I didn't really know what the answer was. What are you laughing at? What was? Did I miss something off the air? No, you're good. Don't okay. be self conscious. Okay, I'm just this just is in a good mood this morning. This is the seat of self consciousness, right? Whenever you're here, wait till people start walking in the studio and they look at you. It's like, Bama, Bama Tom called in and ha- had some Biden remarks. It's nothing important. What Joe Biden? <laughs> yeah. So I was a little bit frustrated last night, Joe Biden. But no, um, if you missed Bama Tom's call yesterday, that would this would make no sense to you. This is oh. the show within the show, people. Oh, blank picking a political side, I see. No, no, please, not at all. I am wearing a red shirt, though. <laughs> a sign, maybe. I don't, I don't want to read into that. Uh, but anyway, getting back to the point. I, no excuse making. No, no saying, well, this or that. And obviously, there's people are mad at the PA guy, and everyone's going to have their. There are ways of being mad. But here's here's a question that more than anything else, Josh, I was asked this morning, and I don't know the answer. Why are they starting so slow? And even when they don't start slow, the one game they didn't against UTEP, they still had that two or three possession lull, both offensively and defensively, where, you know, being up 21 zip, and we're sitting there like, whoa, this is wild. They, they let – UTEP kind of crawled back into it in that first half. So I don't know if there's a 
one-size-fits-all answer to it, but why why the slow starts, in your opinion? Why do you think this team is struggling coming out of the locker room? I don't know. Yeah, I don't have a good answer for you on that. The last three games especially, Same. you know, the, the scripted plays, clearly it's not getting Oklahoma off to the type of start that Jeff Levy and the Sooners want to. You know, they've been largely good offensively after that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Nebraska, nothing about that game would you come away and say, man, that was a, f- a couple of throws that Gabriel missed down the field in that one. Uh, obviously, probably don't need to tell you guys which throws that Gabriel missed in this one versus <laughs> Kansas State. Uh, some throws that were left out there, but generally speaking, neither was a poor offensive performance. They both wound up being 30-plus offensive performances for OU and yet yeah you, you did start slow in both so outside of just the the scripted plays going back to the drawing board and saying okay what can we do different in that regard I don't have a just slam dunk answer for you for what's happened I mean obviously they just haven't got points on the border no I know and when someone says why is why is that happening with this team I it, it's tough to say you know it, you you can go and overanalyze the play-by-play if you want, right? You can go back and you can look at Saturday night and say, okay, well, they, they got off to the slow start. What's the why behind the slow start? Well, the, you know, that first series, they get the ball to um, after a Kansas State touchdown. Maybe maybe they, they, they feel like they've got to throw a little bit more, even though it was a fairly good balance. They get the no gain on the first rush. Uh, you get your first down, and then that's it. You know, m- maybe things are thrown off when you have to go three and out on that next series because the offensive line missed a block, and you're down 14-0. So maybe part of your slow start has been based on the hole on Saturday night, the hole that you'd put yourself in, and it's not just offensively, defensively, too. I mean, again, we went to that Kent State game headed to halftime, the Royal We in a seven to three game. So I I don't I don't know. It seems wild because you know, you listen to Brent Venable speak, and you would think that you would think, Josh, that you would come out of that locker room just and maybe they're too hyped. I don't know. I you would think you're just ready to focus and, and do your job. I, I don't know. But it is, it, it's a it's a fascinating issue. You know, they gave up the first drive touchdown to Nebraska. Took them a couple of series to get their feet and get their adjustments. And then Nebraska didn't do anything else offensively the rest of the game. And, you know, after a couple of series, Oklahoma was able to do whatever they wanted offensively. And again, Kent State score right before halftime. Boom, second half, third quarter specifically was all yours. So I don't I I don't know I don't necessarily point Saturday night's a great example of they got in, out to a slow start and were never able to recover I mean yes they tied the game at fourteen all but you know then as soon as you tie the game to at fourteen all you get a fifty eight yard kick return from Malik Knowles and Kansas State starts on their your side of the field at the forty two yard line might have been one of the bigger moments of the game they go right down and score. And each team then exchanges field goals the rest of the half. Sneaky important play, right? 
at that juncture to have that type of kick return. They got to get to the bottom of it, though. They got to figure yeah. out why. Why have we given up touchdown drives on each of the first possessions in these last couple of games, and why why are we getting zeros on the board? Because you know, down at TCU, it's it's going to be imperative for this team to start better on the road. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. All right, so. What kind of typifies a a Tuesday is, you know, kind of going through the – if you guys want to jump here and on the phone lines, 405-329-9000. That's the Riverwind Casino. Call in line, 405-329-9000. If you guys want to throw your takes in on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, we love to see them, 405-651-3439. Very active on Twitter. He's at Josh on Ref. I'm at Plank Show. And we also allow ourselves on a Tuesday, as we did in the open, to dip our – Toe just a bit into the NFL pool. Just a bit. Especially after the weekend that was in the National Football League. I have, I don't know what's going on in the Big 12. I have no idea what's going on in the NFL right now. Plus, as we mentioned, LG Dub, Lindsey Gray Walton's going to join us a little bit later on in the program. Uh, and much more. Let's go. It's a busy Tuesday right here on the Plank Show. I just allowed myself to get triggered looking at all 22 film. So you're telling me – oh, I'm sorry. All right, you good? All right, okay. So you're telling me – I was watching – Raider fans are so dumb sometimes. True Sooner knows what I'm talking about. But I was just watching during the break the All-22 of the interception in the red zone that the Raiders threw um, because they're – let me see. What does Darren Waller make? Hold on. I'm just going to double-check something real quick. Because they're $10 million tight end – uh, could not catch a football that hit him right in the hands. I'm oh oh I apologize. I'm not even close. Um, there see fifty one million dollar tied in had a ball hit him right in the hands and people want to blame the quarterback. Okay, I I I can't do it. Have you seen the video of the Raiders fan watching the game and his girlfriend's video on him and he's got a white Raiders jersey with the Derek Carr on? Have you watched him? No. Yet? It's pretty fantastic. It is. I'll send it to Does you. Does he lose his mind? Oh, it, he's me. That's how I watch the game. Funny story about Sundays. We welcome you back into the Plank Show. Um, so I'm, I'm all in, right? I'm watching the game, and it's just me and my daughter. And my daughter was kind of in her room playing. Well, when she came in the living room, uh, Hollins caught the fourth down play over his shoulder down the sidelines. And I'm like, you can't leave. You've got to sit right here, and you can't leave. She goes, what? I'm like, she goes, okay. And she was like, all in. And then all of a sudden, the next three passes are incomplete. I'm like, you can go in the other room. All right, get out of here. Get out of here. Go. Scram. But find that. But you're telling me as far as all 22 is concerned, I could really get myself triggered by checking out the uh, OU Insider YouTube's page. Parker Parker Thune did did a great little breakdown of it on the, the all 22. For that third down at 16 play. I mean, look, if you are in the mood to get enraged or you seeking answers, there you have it. Do you want those answers might be a good way to look at it. Oh, You, you should check it out, though. I think that it would be illuminating for you. Teddy said yesterday that he didn't think it was a very good call. Um, just seemed you're a man in that situation. But I got, I got to be honest with you, I'm – I don't know if I've seen a collective group take a gut punch like that, like the 80,000 did 
All right, I know some had left, so I'm sure maybe it was like 70,000 by that point. I don't know. But you could almost hear the collective no's being yelled at the same time whenever he broke free. No! Why? Why? <laughs> Curse you, running quarterback. How dare you? But what you're what you're telling me, Josh Helmer, is if I watch this, it will make me ang- angrier? Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to make you happier. <laughs> All right. Uh, meanwhile, the best way to get in touch with the show, as always, is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. 405-651-3439. Or, or you can always hit us up on Twitter. I love it. I'm at Plank Show. Josh is at Josh on Ref. Give us a follow. Ooh, one other note on the NFL side before I hit a couple of these. Boy, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck just bring a great feel to Monday Night Football. They really do. I know that. I know you've got the the Manning cast. I can't do the Manning cast. I like them. Don't get me wrong. I like Peyton and Eli. I don't like the guests. I'd much rather them just talk football. And maybe I'm unique to that. But so I'm I'm all in on on Aikman and Buck. It it just gives a big feel to the game, even when it's a low scoring game like that. It's I don't know what it is. It's, it's familiarity. Maybe those yeah. two guys calling games together sure. for this long and big moments associated with that pair. But I just loved it. I mean, I'm Monday night. I've watched every Monday night football game. <laughs> I've loved every second of it. And As, it's Aikman and Buck are big. Now in two weeks, I'm not going to like it because the Chiefs are going to kick the snot out of the Raiders. But I'll be watching and listening to Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. As American as apple pie, right? Isn't that the phrase? So good. I mean, that's sort of Buck and Aikman. <laughs> that's right. Um, but anyway. More on that later. We got highlights from the game last night, too. All right, from the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, B. Will said on his podcast that players receive death threats. I don't care what happens on the field. That's unacceptable. Those are not fans. Those people need help. Is that real? Did did he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's been out there. Yeah. There's been death threats now. Uh, Yes, to the texter. If if you think you're a fan and you're messaging players or staff or whoever – sending death threats, then you are no fan. Get help. Stop it. But did he say on Twitter? Because that would easily we could easily find that. Or did he say that it was it? I thought someone had mentioned on like a group text. I'm like, how the hell do you guys get their number? Are yeah, these stupid know. college kids? Right? I mean, we're still in a situation that they're looking for some moron. And by the way, that idiot at Lubbock that pushed the Texas guy, you're going to get somebody killed on the field because the next time that you see a, a f- field storming, which will happen again in college football, it always does, if a, if a player feels threatened from the other team, he's going to knock somebody out. But that's just – that's terrible. That's terrible. Yeah, and you want to say, like, you don't want it at all – but if that's going on as an OU fan, you saw some people out there, well, maybe it's you know fans of other fan bases trying to make Sooner fans look bad. Bottom line is, I mean, whatever's going on, whether that's it or it's, it's OU fans, just be better, people. I mean, my goodness, it's a football game. It sucks to lose, but it ain't that important. Um, but yeah, I just that's so frustrating to me. And, and that, that does happen a lot, right? To where, and I I see this a lot in the podcast world, where, you know, on the Sooner Sports podcast, you'll have 
people that are Texas fans or OSU, well, not necessarily OSU fans aren't like this, but Texas fans or other, and they'll get in there and they'll, I don't want to listen to OU content. It's like, why are you commenting on a podcast page? You know, it's, they'll try to do whatever they can, but I'm not saying that's the case. If it's Twitter, then it's an easy thing to find, right? We can search that. If it's some group text, then that's concerning that they would have your number. But I, again, I'm not going to pretend to, I'm not questioning it is what I'm saying. If, Bra- if, mm-hmm. if Braden Willis says it happened, it happened. It's just let's let's get to the bottom of it. I don't want that to be the reputation for anyone. And I – dude, this has always been my concern in the gambling world. Oh, no, it's it's only going to get worse. This is this is a world that is all funny, ha-ha, whenever you have guys and, – and I'm not picking on anyone. I'm just bringing – like Big Cat, what did he start, 0 for 13 or 0 for 14 in his picks? And – Arnie that wants to try to tell you, oh, my picks are so great and he hasn't done anything in three weeks. But, you know, unfortunately, you know, gambling help call money. No, no one's – there's people that have issues and it's everywhere and they gamble on games and when they lose, they're going to be mad and they're going to blame you. It's just going to get worse. Mm-hmm. got to do a better job of protecting our guys and gals. Well, and I would just add as a little extra caveat to Go that. Ahead. Yes, just the gambling portion itself, but you mix the gambling with all of a sudden there's name, image, likeness deals, and you've got the, the perfect cocktail of very, very upset fan right. slash gambler. Um, here's one for the 918 to get us back into the game a bit. It seems like on your slow start conversation, it seems like we are starting slow because Levy wants to establish the run first, which I personally agree with. However... It seems like it's a big throw downfield from Gabriel that usually opens up the run game for us. I think it comes down to O-line play. It's just not quite there yet. Bravo, 918. I think you're right. Nice little breakdown. Good breakdown. And it is. It's, it's, it's frustrating because it seems like it takes a couple of series for that O-line to, to set in. When it does, it's, it's played relatively well. You know, they've, they've got to get the snaps more clean. I mean, Andrew Rames, and I think that – you know, I know, I know the Rams listen up in in the nine one eight, and I'm not picking on Andrew. I love Andrew to death, and every time I get a chance to talk to him, I'm going to do it. But he got to be clean on those snaps. You know, we're we're seeing Gabriel chase down snaps too much, and this is a rhythm based offense. And every little thing, you know, if there's one thing I feel like I've learned about just college football in general from being around it as much as I have my whole life, is we we don't. And the royal we, I think we're all guilty of this. We don't take into account that finite line between uh, ex- perfectly executed play and one little mistake that can throw everything off. It's one misstep here. It's you know one miss. Um, I mean, step is what I keep coming to. It's one misread there. I mean, it's the slightest little thing, and that snap is a major part of getting things going. And it's been all over the place. So good point. All right, you want to get Bama Tom in before we break? Sure. Let's do it. Bama Tom has checked in to bring good cheer. Okay. What's favorite up, Tom? Raider, the favorite Raider of all time was Ray Guy. I would go out of my way to watch a Raiders game to see Ray Guy. My favorite Ray Guy play was they were in the Super Bowl. He was in the end zone. They almost hiked the ball over his head. He reached up, grabbed it, saved the safety, and then punted it a million miles. He was one of he my – was so, he was so athletic. He was the Raiders' third or fourth string quarterback. A lot of people don't know that. No, I remember. And he almost came in in the game against the Bears. 
Uh, in fact, he yeah. was going to come in in the game against the Bears. <laughs> in the, I think it was yeah. 85 he was going to play against the yeah, 85 Bears. Yeah, 82, 83, 84, around in their Bears-Raiders game. Every other play, they were hitting so hard, the player was coming out. Mm. But uh, I wanted to share with you how I got my daughter Violet to stop calling me Joe Biden. Oh, yes, this is a major update from yesterday's show. Go ahead. Totally, totally random. She's calling me get my milk, Joe Biden. Uh-huh. Totally random. We don't talk politics. We're an Irish Catholic family. We talk Alabama OSU football. We talk Green Bay Packer and Denver Bronco football. That's it. And so I fit, it took me a day, but in my trial lawyer mind, I started calling her, well, okay, Dr. Jill Biden, what, what can I get for you, Dr. <laughs> Jill Biden? And it shut it down instantly. Uh the slow start comment, it's ah. about your O and D line. Until your O and D line, and you need to use the pass, pass to set up your run, and then you guys will be fine. Anyway, love you guys. I'm out. Bye. Hey, look at hey, look at Bama Tom putting a little sports in his call today. I like it. Kind of touched all surfaces. Right in line with what has been kind of the popular theme this morning on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. You know, the question about slow starts, what fixes it? Well, Getting off to uh, a better start with your O-line and D-line. <laughs> All right, we got to take a break. It is 9.37. It's a, what is today? Tuesday edition of the Plank Show. We got Lebby and Roof coming up in the 10 a.m. hour. Uh, what we can and, and will take from the Brenton Venables presser coming up at 11.15. Unfortunately, we can't bring it to you live. Uh, obviously, understandable, I think, with the, the rights in the Oklahoma City area. But we'll bring you every little piece we can right here on The Ref. Did you see the story about Miles Garrett last night? That was scary, man. Very scary. Um, he was driving on a, but looked like a kind of a Cleveland back road, and he was in his Porsche, and an animal darted out in front of him. And when he swerved to miss it, the car flipped. Thankfully, he and his companion were i don't want to say uninjured but they didn't suffer life-threatening injuries yeah not not uh serious serious critical injuries or I, I think sometimes that's a and i'm not trying to go well oh, yeah, you need to understand it's real life but there's real life things like these dudes drive back and forth to work and they have kids and they have school and they have all these things that are still part of day-to-day life that we do they're right? not football robots right Right, I was when I saw that story. Story, I first thought, oh, you know, someone rear-ended him; he'll be fine. And then you saw the picture of the Porsche, and you're like, oh my gosh! So, looks like he's—I don't want to say he's going to be okay, but there's no life-threatening injuries. They were kind of vague on anything else. Nicole yeah. Lynn is his uh, agent, so we'll we'll keep her fingers crossed. All things considered, it definitely seems positive given the circumstances yeah no i i I agree and let's see what else there was a couple of other things we have new odds that are out for big 12 champion this is according to caesar's sportsbook or as i called it my whole life cesar's because there was a was it cesar sedeno that played back in the day and it was like my mom's favorite player so Everything was so Cesar's sports book has courtesy of Cesar's <laughs> the Sooners and Baylor plus 325. Tied atop, tied atop, huh? Wow, okay. How about this for your second choice? 
Texas and Oklahoma State at plus 375. So Texas is 0-1 and has lost to Texas Tech and still has infinitely better odds than Texas Tech, who is at plus 2,000 to win the Big 12 right now. Mm-hmm. Kansas State plus 600. Not bad, a little bet. Yeah. I mean, what does their schedule look like now going forward? I mean, that's obviously such a huge road win for them. Uh, is it? Uh, uh, Kansas has Iowa State this weekend. Yep, then TCU, and then they come here. Baylor's got Oklahoma State this weekend. So you would think West Virginia and Texas, Oklahoma, TCU. So who am I leaving out? <laughs> who am I leaving out for Kansas State this weekend? I think they're about an eight-point favorite, too, and if I'm not mistaken, it's on the road. So, which is wild when you think about it. Yeah, it's Tech. It's at home against Tech. That's right. Who am I leaving out? The one team I just gave you the odds for. It's ballooned up to uh, an eight-point spread for K-State. Did you see the – speaking of spreads, just real quick sidebar before we get to the rest of these odds. Have you seen the spread for Oklahoma and and, um, TC this weekend? Six and a half. Do you know what it opened at? Three and a half. Oh, so it's gotten bet up. Yeah, it's, it's ballooned up to six and a half on that front. Have you started thinking – or actually, oh, yeah, six and a half as we speak. Have you started thinking about your upset pick for this weekend? Yeah, and I'm going to try and do the opposite of whatever I want to pick. Oh, God, that's right. I forgot. Try and fade myself. I uh, Actually, I'm opening it up to the public. If you would like to make my picks this week, I was, I I'll was, leave that up to the commissioner and the, well, I mean, the T- body that be. TJ doesn't make his picks. I mean – Bronx makes all of his picks for him, so right. So if I want to bring a listener in, I, I should have an argument, right? I, I I don't think you have, and I don't think anyone would get too mad. It's been a rough start for you, so I'd be all about it. I was literally about ready to. <laughs> I was. I hope. I don't think he minds me saying this, but I literally had Kansas. Uh, excuse me, Kentucky and Ole Miss as the bet I was going to take, and or not bet, but pick I was going to make mm-hmm. because Ole Miss is a six and a half point favorite over Kentucky. And then I saw Drake picked it, and I was like, yeah, no, I think I'll still steer clear. Tap right. out of that. Tap yeah, out No, of if, that. if Drake and I, like, even with the 45-foot pole, touch anything, I mean, run, run away. What about Iowa? Ten-and-a-half-point dog to Michigan this weekend at home. I would love to tell you yes, but, man, I just don't think they have enough offense. Defensively? I mean, if they can do anything similar to what they did, which is a couple of defensive touchdowns mm-hmm. at Rutgers, then sure, they're going to have a chance. But I, I just, man, I I got a hard time seeing it. I'm thinking a lot about Wake Forest over Florida State. Wake Florida State's a seven-point favorite at home. Wake Forest probably should have beaten Clemson last week, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, they're I like that. That's a good pick. Not a bad football team, but I don't know. It's also the same team that – should have lost to Liberty as well. Meanwhile, Florida State has they've started off on fire. Anyway, we'll get to our picks later on in the week. Here's the rest of what the Big 12 odds look like. Uh, we mentioned Kansas State plus 600, TCU plus 1200 according to Caesar's Sportsbook, Texas Tech plus 2000, and Kansas at plus 3000. The lower two Teams, the lower tiered teams, if you will. Iowa State plus five thousand, West Virginia plus ten thousand. Which, by the way, would not be a bad bet on West Virginia. They're zero and one against Kansas. Kansas is going to beat some teams. Kendall says, "Take TCU." 
Oh, really? <laughs> Boy, K- Kendall, man, we we might have he's, to have a therapy session. Yeah, he's on the emotional roller coaster, <laughs> isn't he? It's. I mean, listen, I try to preach and and tell fans. No, don't be like that. And then literally, you should hear me talk about the Raiders. So or me talking about the Chiefs, right? So I'm 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 trying to be better at it, to be honest with you. But yeah, I don't I don't know, guys. I'm just I'm not as we only advise because we live it and we understand it. We see we recognize the symptoms. <laughs> By the way, someone tweeted in those ten imaginary points might be all Iowa scores. <laughs> well done. A couple off the uh, a Twitter dot com. Mark writes, the slow start goes back to last season. It feels like a long hangover from the Tebow days. That's at Colin Drum184. I I just don't I don't know that you can draw parallels. I don't I try not to. And and I get it, right? There was a lot that went wrong last season, and I get it. That slow starts were consistent, but yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. It's it's very, it's very interesting to kind of see where we are right now and try to compare anything to last year. New quarterback, new OC, right? New faces up front in in bits and pieces. Some different skill options. Yeah, I mean, it's just I don't I don't know that you can compare the two. Yeah, absolutely. Though oh. they they do have that in common. I mean, they're certainly were slow starts uh, under Riley as well. Yeah. All right. Um. Nine forty nine. Quick break. When we come back on the ref uh, wrap up hour one with your text plus Jeff Levy Ted Roof coming up in hour two right here on the Home Sooner Fans. One breaking sports note this morning. It, well, actually, I guess two. It doesn't look like Memphis is going to face any more severe punishments from the NCAA. So that's, I don't know if that's a good sign or not, but it's, it's, it's the, it's the news. So, we were supposed to hear from the NCAA on it today, but according to reports, uh, no major sanctions, which is weird because the NCAA hit Alabama, South Carolina, USC, Creighton, TCU, Auburn, North Carolina State, and May- and, and Memphis now with basically nothing. Al- Auburn had a self-imposed postseason ban, and then Oklahoma State got hit with a one-year postseason ban. Okay. And if you're all in on South Carolina, South Carolina State and college football this weekend, the game has been moved up to Thursday. So it had been scheduled for Saturday at at, at 11 a.m., but due to concerns over Hurricane Ian, it has been moved to Thursday at 7 – well, why do I keep giving Eastern times? 6 o'clock Central times. There's a statement here from A.D. Ray Tanner. Right now, Hurricane Ian is a Category 3 storm that made landfall in western Cuba. In fact, we heard from Clearwater Clearwater Sooner. All right, to all these people down here tuned into the Weather Channel, I'm tuned to the ref. Bring it on, Ian. Boomer. Uh, Sooner, but yeah. 
please, please be be smart, clear. Also, be safe. Yeah, be safe. I'm, I'm glad you're listening, but I've never experienced a hurricane before outside of a golden hurricane. A golden hurricane. But on we we used to have a an entry for TU, and they had this like horn. They go. And I think it was Bruce. And it a hurricane warning has been issued. It's a hurricane warning. And then the team would run out. It was pretty awesome, huh? It was pretty amazing at the time, I thought. Rocky like a hurricane would play. Me and my fraternity brothers, the only ones at the game, like, yeah, let's go. I, I was working. I'm kidding. <laughs> but no. It's okay. You can be there with your be fraternity safe. brothers. Be safe, people down in that Clearwater area. This thing looks like a beast. I I am a sucker for hurricane coverage on not just the Weather Channel, but also whenever you get the local channels. But I will say I still find it, it's it's like severe weather season here. It's like whatever you do, stay in your homes. Meanwhile, you're standing out in the middle of it, and your car is blocking emergency vehicles trying to help people. But no, no, no. Let's make sure Kate gets her live shot from the beach where she's holding on to something to make it look like uh, she's a trooper. <laughs> You're part of the problem, Kate. All right. Uh, clear water sooner. Stay safe. More of the Air Comfort Solutions. Text line. More on OU and, and TCU. But we're going to hear from the coordinators next right here on The Ref.